Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the new Boil Sports app. Bet €10 and get a free Now TV Sports Mobile Month Pass, showing exclusive darts and Premier League action. All right, so it's been quite a week at Manchester United. Jose Mourinho is gone. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in as interim manager till the end of the season. With Mauricio Pochettino, it seems very much the man United want to take the job on a permanent basis during the summer. John Giles is on the line to discuss it all. Afternoon, John. Afternoon, Nathan. So when you look at what's gone on at Manchester United, and you had predicted, I think, that Jose Mourinho wouldn't last until the end of the season, were you surprised that it all came about so quickly in the end? Well, I think everybody's surprised when it happens, uh, Nathan. You know, I think it was inevitable, uh, but it certainly happened so, uh, quicker than I expected it to. But that's always the case, mm. you know. Do you think after the performance against Liverpool, was there something in that performance, aside from just losing the game, that made up the mind of Ed Woodward and the Manchester United uh, board? I have a feeling, uh, Nathan, that they'd made a decision before the weekend uh, and having seen the performance against Liverpool, it finally decided them to do it, to do it there and then. But I think they had made up their mind because, you know, you've got the thing with Solskjaer now. It happened very, very quickly mm. and they had it in place very quickly which means there was some planning beforehand. I think they felt the, 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 the departure is inevitable, uh, but with the Liverpool performance, I think it pushed them forward a little bit to, to get the, the, the job done. There was always a feeling with Mourinho that the third year was going to be the most important because it's unravelled at so many clubs from in that third season. The difference here is that he never had the real bounce of the first couple of years. The initial impact, I know they won a League Cup and they won the Europa League, but they didn't really get close to winning a title despite finishing second last season. What do you think's gone wrong with Mourinho over the last couple of years that, that well, he couldn't make a success well, of this job? Well, first of all, Nathan, I think you're right about the three-year thing. We know that. But the, 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 the difference with the other clubs in the three years, that he actually won trophies. I know mm. you mentioned it just there. But he won big trophies at Chelsea in, in, in his first year. Uh, then, then in Madrid, he won... Uh, like in, in Manchester United, he won two trophies, but you wouldn't, they wouldn't be considered major trophies, to be quite honest, the, the Europa Cup and the League Cup. They are trophies, but they're not the major trophies that he'd won uh, in previous clubs. So, he, and, and what I'm saying here, and I think he got off to good starts in the other clubs that he was in. He never got off to a good, really good start at Manchester United. Mm. Uh, so that's, that, was, that has been the big difference. So he had, nothing, he had no credit in the bank coming into this particular season. And I find with Mourinho, if you look back on his career, when he goes to the clubs, first of all, he's, he's almost immediately successful. You know, his first year at, Liverpool, uh, sorry, at uh, Chelsea, when he first went, he won the league in that first year. So everything went his way in those particular early months. It's when things go against him, Nathan, that he becomes a bad manager. Mm. Now, he becomes a great manager when things are going his way, but when things go against him like they did at Manchester uh, United, he hits out. I mean, I made out a list... Uh, last week of, of people. The, the man players he, he fell out with, uh, Nathan, mm. Pogba starting off, you know, Smalling, Jones, uh, Lukaku, uh, Rashford, loads, like at least nine players you followed, and, and humiliating them publicly. I mean, one thing about Ferguson, he, got, he gave them the hairdryer, we, as, as we know, mm. but he never fell out with them publicly, never criticised them publicly. Mourinho did that, and it's very, very hard then to get the players back and when they're led by Pogba, which led that, that group, I think, uh, he ultimately he's no chance of uh, succeeding. 
Is he very unusual then in the way that he seems to leave clubs? Because you always get the sense with the vast majority of managers, they want to stay as long as possible. They want to make a success of it, even when things look as though they're beyond repair. They're still trying to make things better. Whereas Mourinho, it feels as though he just adds fuel to the fire constantly, that once it starts to unravel, he doesn't really have it in him to try and drag it back. No. I don't think he's able to do it, uh, uh, Nathan. You know, he's, uh, I think he's a great coach when things are going his way, and he makes them go his way. But when things go against him, it can't be his fault. You know, nothing can be his fault. Uh, like Luke Shaw, for example, mm. there a couple of years ago, totally humiliated in math match, and he got Watford. Uh, and it had to be his fault. In other words, it's nothing to do with me. When I win, it's, when we win, it's everything to do with me. When we lose, it's nothing to do with me. So he hits out at them, and he hits out publicly. You know, I, I, I think he's, he's not a very secure guy, to be quite honest, uh, individual, uh, Nathan. You know, he has to hit out. He can't be wrong uh, all the time. And then he, he antagonizes players. I mean, apparently the players at Old Trafford were, were celebrating hmm. on Monday when they went in because it, it, there was none of them. Martial humiliated everybody. Uh, and they were all glad to get rid of him. So, yeah, there's a way of criticizing players, uh, Nathan, but you certainly don't. I've never seen it work when a manager criticizes players and humiliates them publicly. On the player side of it then, you look at the performance against Liverpool, they were outrun, they were outthought, they were just completely dominated and the 19 points that between the two teams played out on the pitch as well really over the 90 minutes. Do they have to take a certain degree of responsibility as well when you look at the talent that's available at Manchester United? Yeah, that, yeah of course, players always have to take responsibility, mm. Nathan. But, uh, you know, I've been in dressing rooms and where the morale was low and the morale was good, but how do you define morale? It usually starts with the manager treating the players the right way, the players having respect for them. That's it. And it's very, very hard to describe the lack of morale in the Manchester United dressing room. I mean, why would the, the players or most of the players be, be, be celebrating when he's gone? Mm. You know, it, it, the manager guides everything in, in the football, should be guiding everything in a football club. In other words, relating to the players. I mean, if you go but at the moment, now, there's a lot of talk about Potticino. I mean, he's got a limited amount of money to spend. But look at the spirit that you can see in that club. And some of those players are not as well paid as they should be. There'll be controversy about that. But he gets that from the players. In other words, he treats them properly. They've got respect for them. He's got respect for them. And then you have the morale in the dressing room. And morale in the dressing room is very, very fragile, Nathan. I've been in dressing room where it's been very, very good. My time at, say, at Leeds United, when Brian Clough came in, uh, within 44 days, the morale was gone. And we were the same players. We just won the league championship. Mm. So it's very, very hard to define it. So when Mourinho did what he did, first of all, at Chelsea with Lampard and John Terry and all these guys, obviously the morale was good. Then he fell, he fell out with the, with the owner. He fell out somewhere along the way. And the morale goes, and the morale goes very, very quickly. And I think there was no morale left in the Manchester United dressing room by the time he went during, during last week. And that, that explains in many ways what happened at Liverpool, that display at Liverpool. It didn't happen overnight, Jake, uh, Nathan, you know? Mm. So do you then, when you look at, as you say, the morale, do people underestimate the importance of a manager on that dressing room? I'm thinking of some of the comments of last weekend, yeah. say from Roy Keane when he was talking about Jesse Lingard launching a, a clothing range, and he spoke about in a strong dressing room that wouldn't happen, that basically you'd have strong enough characters that would keep everybody under control. Are they underestimating, though, that actually... 
the morale, the character, all of that comes from the very top. All of that comes from the manager. Yes, it comes from the manager, uh, uh, Nathan. There's no doubt. Ferguson was a very, very strong manager. Mm. Uh, you know, Roy Keane was a very, very important player for him. And, uh, you know, Roy Keane is saying, well, the players wouldn't stand for that. Ferguson wouldn't, yeah, stood yeah. For, wouldn't have stood for it. So the players in Manchester United, the players wouldn't have to object, object at all. It just wouldn't happen. And that's where the manager leads. That's where the great managers are. And that's what they do. You know, I played under Matt Busby at uh, Manchester United. Very, very gentlemanly man. But totally tough. Really tough. Uh, wouldn't let any nonsense happen, uh, mm. uh, Nathan, at all. Don Revy was the same. At least I was very lucky. I played under two, two great managers. Uh, and you wouldn't have the players. Of course, the players would contribute. But what he would do, first of all, is get the right characters in the team that wouldn't do what Lingard did. And if they did, he would, he would stop it before it even started. So it all, it all comes back to the manager. The manager sets the tone, and he does, he does whatever needs to be done in those situations. Part of the conversation over the last couple of days, again, a lot of it maybe out of that Liverpool performance as well, is a manager coming in to get back to the Manchester United way, that Mourinho going to Anfield, having 30% possession, starting with a midfield of Matic and Herrera, no real intention to keep control of the ball, to go on the front foot, that that's not the Manchester United way. Like, Is there a Manchester United way? When you think back to Bin at the club, was there a, a way that they believed football should have been played? Or is there just maybe an Alex Ferguson way that has somehow been brought into yeah. as the Manchester United way? I don't believe in the Manchester United way, Nathan, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, when Ferguson came there, Ferguson was a great manager in his own right. Uh, they had two or three managers before that who didn't really do the job. Mm -hmm. Ferguson got first three years, didn't look like he was going to be able to do it, and then picked it up from there. He got the, the, the uh, foundations right to do what he did. And over a period of time, he got great players in, Nathan, you know, and... Uh, what they had, what they did have at Manchester United under Ferguson and, and Busby was a winning way. Now, as it happened, they had very, very attractive players who could do it. But when Chelsea were winning things at all, uh, uh, when Mourinho first went, there was no complaints about the way he played, uh, Nathan, because they were winning. And he was winning in the I think he's a great coach. I think what happened at Manchester United hasn't worked for him uh, as it has worked in other mm. places. But I don't believe, really, I mean, of course there is a Manchester United way because it's been a very successful team over the years. And they had great players. He didn't have great players in the squad. And, uh, and, then, and the ones that he did have, he fell out with. Anyway, so it's a big story. I think that start. I think the whole thing started with Pogba, to be honest. He never got a grip of Pogba. And, and whether he, he signed him or not, or if he signed him, I would be doubtful, very doubtful, that he actually signed Pogba. Yeah. See, there's one thing about Mourinho. Mourinho is a real pro. He's, been a, he's, he's a great coach, and I think he's, 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 his way of managing most of the time is very good, managing a team like Chelsea and, and Inter Milan and, and Port, the Portuguese team he had. He's, he's, he's no mug when it comes to managing teams. And what he insists on is that honesty of effort on the pitch is your starting point. I, I think Woodward at the time had failed to bring players into Manchester United. And I think the Pogba situation was a big sign in on his, for his sake, Nathan. Mm. Right? He paid £90 million and the story was that he beat uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid to, for his signature. I don't think those clubs were in for him. And Mourinho was going into the job, and I'm only giving you my take on it now, 
that I think he wanted Mourinho, and Mourinho did go along with him uh, with Pogba, because I remember at the time Mourinho described Pogba as the complete midfield player. Now, Pogba has never been the complete midfield player, and I'd be amazed if Mourinho really believed that, Nathan. So So I think it's been a struggle from the start. Pogba is what he is, which is totally against, I believe, all the things that Mourinho believes in, in a club and discipline. So Pogba was one of those that the reports were coming out was celebrating, handing out high fives in the dressing room. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Was heard shouting, he thought he could make a fool of me and turn the fans against me. He effed with the wrong baller, was the line from Paul Pogba. No doubt. Times have changed, Nathan. mm. There's no doubt. Pogba is a social media star. And that's what he is. He's not... I don't, he's, he's a great social media man. I don't think he's a great player. He's a talented player, but he's, he's nowhere near being the great player that he thinks himself to be. And I think there's no doubt from the start, it was a battle between Mourinho and Pogba. And Mourinho didn't handle it well, uh, Nathan. There's no yeah. doubt about that. He didn't handle it well, but I think it was always going to be a battle. Mourinho has his ways of, this is the way the team should work. This is the way players behave. Pogba doesn't. Pogba has another take on that altogether, which is do his hairdo and does the social media stuff and all the various things. Talented, but a great player, never. Never in a million years. But and that's what rubbed Pogba up, the, uh, said Mourinho the up way. the wrong way. And, and, and he fell out with him really, really big time, but he handled that badly as well. Mourinho well, did. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is part of modern management not dealing with these extremely rich young men who more and more have social media presences or like Jesse Lingard are setting up their own clothing companies that they have very much another life away from football that they like to indulge in. Is part of being a modern manager, which Jose Mourinho likes to see himself as, is that not part of the deal that you have to cope with those players to figure out well, a way of getting yeah, the best out well, of them? Well, well, the first thing, the first thing with, with uh, that, in, in, in Mourinho's case and his principles, I don't think he would have ever brought... Pogba, or people like Pogba, Pogba, into the club in the first place. Right. See, if you go back to Ferguson, Ferguson had to deal with, Ferguson had to make big changes from the time he came from, big time. You know, Ferguson, I played against Ferguson, the same age as him. I played against, and Ferguson came from a time where the, there was no freedom of contract and all the various things. And when he took over Manchester United, there was no freedom of contract, where the players were earning the, the really, really big money. But he still controlled them. Mm. But because he wouldn't, he wouldn't stand, and he had the authority not to stand for anybody that wasn't doing what they should be doing. He would never have signed Pogba ever, uh, 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 Alex Ferguson. And he controlled those guys. I mean, uh, Roy Keane was, was a great player, but Roy Keane had had had, had a, I would say, a very diff- would would be in many ways a difficult guy to manage. Mm. But he managed them. He got the best out of him, but he managed him. You didn't see Keane doing outrageous things. Well, he did in certain ways, but it was usually for the benefit of the team. Yeah. You know, he had skulls and all these guys and all the players he brought in, uh, and, and there, was never any, there was never any public criticism uh, of the players from Ferguson, but he dealt with them in his own way, and he got the respect of those particular players. So I think, in, 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 certainly in Lingard's case, who was a youngish guy, they do have license, there's no doubt, uh, Nathan, to do things that they wouldn't have been allowed to do years ago. But I, I think Pogba's case is totally an exceptional case 
in what he does and what he believes in and how he thinks his behavior is acceptable. That's why I don't ever believe, will ever believe, that Mourinho actually brought him into the club. You said earlier that you think Mourinho is a great coach, and when you do look back over his career, listen, he yeah. has the trophies to justify that. And there was, you couldn't but admire the way Inter Milan went and won the Champions League, or even yeah. that Chelsea team at the start, defensively yeah. how strong they were, and attacking at times with, with Duff and Robin, they were brilliant yeah. to watch as well. Yeah. But all that's starting to feel like a long time ago. Like when you look at him on the basis of the last two and a half seasons, do you still think he's a great coach, and do you think we will see a great Jose Mourinho again somewhere? Well, it depends where he goes and what the situation is, uh, Nathan. You know, like he, got, he hasn't been good at Manchester United, but, but you, you have to start with Pogba and the situation with Pogba, which, which has been hugely uh, instrumental on, on, in, in Mourinho not, not doing well at Old Trafford and also the way he managed after he wasn't doing well. That's why he's a three-year man. You know, he fell out with players at Chelsea mm. uh, as well, the, the, who had won the league from the previous year. He fell out with the club doctor. Do you remember all that carry on? He, 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 I think he's a, a great football coach. I don't think he's a great man manager at all. So Manchester United have appointed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as caretaker manager until the summer, and then they will go and get a full-time permanent manager to lead them into the future. Mm. What do you make of that arrangement? Well, I don't think I don't, it doesn't sound to me as great. I, I don't know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't remember him as a player. Mm. Uh, but no, he spelled a card. It was a total disaster, Nathan. Yeah. No, a total disaster. He had five wins in twenty-five matches. You know, he brought Cardiff down. They were near the bottom of the of the the, the championship when he when he left. It was a total disaster. So what he's done since, I don't know, uh, because this is a very very important time for Manchester United because they're still in the Champions League. They want to get into the top four to to, to get in the Champions League again next year. I would have thought they'd have a, 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 there, there, there must be a more experienced manager out there who would do the job until the end of the season mm. uh, rather than, than, than Solskjaer, you know, because I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's a very, very important time for Manchester United. They can talk about the end of the season, but it's a long time till the end of this season. There's a lot to play for, Nathan. Mm. I, don't, I, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a very approachable lad and they brought Phelan back in as well. Yeah. Um, well, you look at you look at what Solskjaer has done. So he was in charge of Molde in his first spell, won a couple of league titles, as you say, then goes to Cardiff City, and it's a complete disaster. Everything you hear is he feels as though he learnt a lot from that. He's gone back to Molde, hasn't managed to win a title, but seems to have done reasonably well. But yeah. as you say, for a club of the stature of Manchester United, it's maybe not the experienced head you would have expected. It, it feels as though, in a way, it goes back to that term, the Manchester United way, that they want this connection with the past, which feels almost like, say, Liverpool when they appointed Roy Evans and keeping the boot room connection, and that's what would keep the club striving forward is by looking back. Like, would you worry with Manchester United and the move like this that they're not acting in a very modern football club way, that they're still almost harking back to the era of Ferguson when really they need well, to move on? Yeah, I, I don't think it's modern. I don't think it makes sense, Nathan. You know, when, 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 you, when you say about Liverpool, like all those guys were part of the winning setup. They, they succeeded... Uh, winning managers, and that worked for a long time, as you know, for, uh, uh, for Liverpool. I mean, this guy hasn't been at the club for whatever he's, whenever he left four, four or five years ago or more. And uh, to be quite honest, when he played, he never struck me as one of the leading characters in the team. Now, that's that, 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 the way he played, you know. I mean, you could tell straight away 
Keane has that character about him and, and Gary Neville and Sergio Ferris. But I never never saw that in Solskjaer. Now, that might be unfair on him because I don't know him in a private way and what he's doing at a club. But I would have, I, I, would have, I feel that from Manchester United's point of view, I think I, they would, should have gone for a more experienced manager. And forget about the, 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 uh, the connection with the past. Mm. You know, the past is past. Solskjaer's gone. Feelings come back. He would, they were all part of a different uh, situation altogether. It's five years since Ferguson left. Five years, Nathan. And they were part of that at that particular time. Mm. I, 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 I'm only my opinion. I don't think it's a good appointment for them. Yeah, it, it, like caretaker managers come in all the time. Pogba, for example. <laughs> well, that's I guess one of the challenges that he's going to have to face. I think Pogba will. You'll see more and more and more and more of Pogba now, right, Nathan, than ever before, because that's what he is. He's got a head about himself, you know, uh, a huge head about himself, um, and I think he will. I think he will dominate. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't dominate the situation there. Yeah, and I guess from Solskjaer's point of view, that's a, a difficult thing to manage because if you were coming in on a permanent basis if it was an experienced head you can take an approach to Paul Pogba and maybe you can have the conversation with Ed Woodward as to how you do manage him and you can discipline him if he needs be and you can somehow try and drag him into line but if you're Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Paul Pogba is seen as the club's biggest asset do you have the power to go into that dressing room and even try and control him? Well I think he might try mm. but I don't think he'll succeed I think Pogba is what he is Nathan I'll tell you if, if I were a manager, it's only a big if I were a manager. The first thing I do when I go is get rid of Pogba. Right. I get him out. Is, 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 you, you, don't, you didn't see enough say with France last summer to suggest that the right manager who understands him, who gets his mentality, can actually get him to play consistently good football. Uh, no, I don't believe in that either, uh, Nathan. I mean, the great players... I mean, you go back over the great players in the past. Bobby Charlton was one of the great players at Manchester United, mm. right? Best ever player, in my opinion, for Manchester United. Bobby didn't have that mentality. Of course, he had Busby there, but Bobby wasn't there to dominate and to, to be on, uh, do all the things that Pogba does. I know Pogba's a modern player, as I said, with the social media and all that. There wasn't there in Bobby Charlton's day. But look at all the great players. Look at Messi at, at Barcelona. You know, you had uh, uh, Messi and a few other great players over the years mm. at Barcelona. You know, they don't try to do what Pogba did. Ronaldo didn't try to do what Pogba did. Pogba, well, Ronaldo had his own way of going and he was a very dominant character. But when he got on the pitch, uh, Nathan, he was a pro. Yeah. Nobody could ever accuse uh, uh, Ronaldo of not doing his best when he went on the pitch, ever. And he was the biggest name and he probably would have been the most awkward one to... to uh, Managed. To manage in many ways, in my opinion. But Ferguson did it brilliantly. So did Sudan and whoever was, was managed him. Uh, you know, like he, he, he wouldn't be, he'd be a difficult character, I think, Ronaldo. But he went on the pitch and did it. It's probably going to be a long six, seven months before Manchester United officially appoint a full-time manager. But all the speculation already is around Maurizio Pochettino yeah. and that United would be willing to spend the 35, 40 million yeah. that it might take to... Get to do Spurs it. But to that release would be money. That would be pain. If, if they, mm. I would go for Pochettino as well. I think he's done a really top-class job at, at Spurs with limited resources in relation to what he could have at Manchester United. But I think he's been very, very good the way the team plays with Harry Kane and Deli Alli and all the players that he has. He's been, I think he's been terrific. And I think he would do brilliantly at Manchester United. So even if they had to pay £50 million, uh, Nathan... It would be worth it. If you get a successful manager, it'd finish up peanuts. Yeah. 
Yeah, Peanuts. exactly. It, uh, there was a uh, press conference earlier today uh, with Maurizio Pochettino where he was basically is was been asked about Manchester United but wasn't allowed to talk. Uh, his yeah. press officer came in and said, "I'm sick of talking about this. Uh, we're not going to allow any questions." You do wonder what sort of effect this may have on Spurs if every single press conference, as I think it's going to be, there are questions about the links to Manchester United. And Pochettino, at the first opportunity, didn't come out and say, no, I'm not interested. He said, there's always going to be these sort of rumours. Yeah. Do you feel this could be quite destabilising for Spurs for the rest of the season? Well, I think he has a, an unbelievable relationship with the players, Nathan Pochettino. Mm. Because these players, a lot of them, Harry Kane and Deli Alli, we were being very, very much underpaid at the club. But they believed in him, and he gets on well with them, and he teaches them well, and he manages them well. I've never heard him say a bad word publicly about any of the players. Have you? No, no. Never. And he's one of them. He's one of the players. You know, he's in with them. He, he does his best for them. He knows doesn't never criticise them publicly or anything. I think he's done a really, really top-class job. And, of course, in the position he's in, he can't say, I'm interested in Manchester United. Yeah. You know, obviously, he obviously will be interested in Manchester United, but he can't say, and he's just signed a new contract. So all he can say is, look, I'm going to do the best I can with these players. And it has been put off till the end of the season. And players as I know them, uh, uh, Nathan, till the end of the season for them is enough. Right. Now It's now what matters. And he's going to be there at the end of the season. OK, at the end of the season, it's a different proposition altogether from the players' point of view. But I think he's got them on side, and I think they will play for him until the end of the season. And if Manchester United come in and offer the right money, then he can even leave. I think I'd say he could leave, and Manchester United have to pay up whatever needs to be paid up. But that's another day's work. But I think as far as the players are concerned, I think he's been with them for the last two or three years, and I think he gets on great with them. He gets the best out of them. I think they like him, they respect him, uh, and I think the feeling is mutual there. So that's why he's done such a great job. But I think at the moment, obviously, what he has to say is, I'm doing the job for, for Spurs, and that's it. And I think every, every press conference he goes to, I think it'll start off with that, Nathan. Sorry, yeah. I can't talk about it. I'm managing Spurs. That's the end of it. So I think he's handled it well. And I think, I think he's handled most things well, Pochettino. I think he would be a very, very good fit for Manchester United. All right, John. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the Christmas. And you, Nathan, and all the listeners, if I don't speak to them before... Thanks, thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll speak to you again. Yeah, thanks, we'll talk to you next week, John. Thank you. Football on Off the Ball. Brought to you by Boyle Sports. Now with same day withdrawals to your Visa debit card.